0: gonna have Thomas keep going for a second. Have everybody stand up just for a second. Thomas, we go into the course again. god as we go into today to hear what you have to say i ask that we would be reminded that there's no fear in love that today we are going to learn how to take off the mask and see how fear is something that drives our lives every day whether we see it or not fear tries to sneak in and i believe in a church where we come with expectations and we leave different than we came in So if you're holding on to fear, if you came in with a little bit of fear today, guess what? Today's your day to leave it here. Today's a day where we get to walk out with our heads held high being like, yeah, I don't have fear today. So God, I give this to you, whatever you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give it up for Thomas. How's everybody doing? Wow, we get a packed house today. I preach. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love it. Um, this week, as I was preparing, I got to talk to a lot of incredible people um, about what do they do? How do they, how do they get up here? I got to talk to Steve, and he gave me some tips and some pointers, and Michael gave me some tips, and Pastor Jim sent me a really beautiful text just to calm any fears that I have. Um, but I'm not really that scared because this is family. And it shouldn't be hard for a pastor to have to get up and to speak because he's around family and around friends and people who love him and know his heart. So that's what we're going to do today. I was trying to figure out how I was going to start, if I was going to jump right into the Word, and so I was thinking back to some different pastors in my life, and I didn't know if I should start with a joke um, or if I should start with a story, if I should start with the Scripture. I couldn't figure it out. So um, last night, 1130, I was like, God's like, hey, just be you and see what happens. So I'm going to tell a little story about myself. Um, I went to a Bible college uh, my freshman year. And I was in a Bible class that lasted the whole year. And everybody was so scared of this Bible class. Um, The teacher had been teaching it for 45 years. Um, His name was Marion Bontrager. And in this class, um, at the end of the year, you had to recite from Genesis to Revelations everything that you could remember. Um, For people who spoke it, it took three and a half hours. For people who wrote it, it it took six hours to type it up. And it wasn't the whole Bible, but it was just the main parts. They call it the hermene- hermeneutics and the bridge. And um, I decided to type mine, because back then I didn't really like speaking in front of people. And so I typed mine, and I already had a C in the class, in Bible class. I had a C. And I'm in the lunch line the day after I gave my presentation, and my teacher comes up to me and he said, Matt, you got an F on your paper. And I said, okay. And he looked at me, and... I'll never forget this. He said, out of the 45 students, you're going to be the pastor. And I said, why do you say that? Because uh, I was really disappointed. And I thought, well, after this Bible class, I'm done. And, and he said, well, everybody wrote about how man played a part with God, but nobody saw how God played a part in man, except you. And, and so I believe that that God is on a journey with us. It's not all about but what we're doing for him. It's already what he already did. And that's what we're going to talk about today, is what God has done for us. He loves to do relationship with us, and I believe that's why it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's three. It's a relationship. Jesus had 12 people. He didn't need them. He wanted them. We actually need people, and we don't want them, so it's a little bit different for us. um, You don't have to raise your hands, but I'm an introvert now. I was an extrovert in college, but I have started to change, and so I'm starting not to like being around people as much, Um, but I'm trying to balance it out because my girlfriend is a huge extrovert and loves being around people, and so there's got to be some balance. And so I'm figuring out that. Um, Before I jump into what I want to talk about today, we're going to be talking about the masks that we wear. And if you want to, you can turn to Matthew 16 and just put your finger there. We're not going to, I'm not going to jump into it just yet. But the masks that we wear, and I really want to try to tie in what Steve talked about last week, and I took some notes about what Steve talked about because we're on this thing about community, about living life together, not living life alone. Small groups is a piece of it, is getting into a a small group so we can do life together. I want to be a church that has life together because if we can't do it out here, we're never going to do life together out there. So we've got to figure it out inside the church. So last week, Steve talked about bridging, kind of bridging the gap and different barriers that we have. One point that Steve made, he says, we are created for community. I believe that. Love God and love others. He talked out of John. People Need People. We got to hear that uh, wonderful song. Who was that by, Steve? Oh, sorry. Barbara Streisand. That's it. Sorry. Whoa. People Need People. I agree. Um, This is the most powerful thing that I got out of what Steve said last week. He said, Adam gave us brokenness as he left the garden. And I believe that as Adam gave us brokenness when he left the garden, I believe we picked up a mass that we inherited in the garden. That's what we're going to talk about today, the masks that we inherited in the garden. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different kinds of masks. We're going to talk about why we put them on. I'm going to talk about mine. Um, and I hope, well, I believe we all have a mask. So i want you to look at your neighbor and say, I have a mask. Let's just get it out of the way. Okay, now the other person on the other side, I have a mask. Okay. I'm a high school pastor, middle school pastor, so I love when people are talking back and forth. I'm used to people talking the whole time I'm talking, so it's okay if you guys do that. It's okay. I'm used to that. Um, No, they're they're awesome. Um, Something that I, another thing that I got out of what Steve said is, identity is built on God's truth or Satan's lie. We get to decide. Is our identity going to be built on God's truth about who he says we are or Satan's lie? God created us in the garden, and Satan made a counterfeit. Satan can't really create, I don't believe. He can create anything new. He just takes what the Lord has already done and he twists it just a little bit. He's a counterfeiter. He duplicates. So God created us and Satan went up to Eve and he said, Here, I want you to take this counterfeit. He slides it over to Eve. Take this counterfeit. It's just a little bit off. You probably won't be able to see it. And put your mask on. Steve joked around with me the other day. He said uh, the first mask was actually a bush. They hid behind because masks are all about hiding who we really are. They had everything they ever wanted. They had a relationship. God created Am and Eve for relationship. He walked through the garden with them, it says, because he wanted a relationship. And then when we see the fall when Eve put on her mask that the enemy made a little duplicate, all of a sudden there was the fall, and there hiding started, and there the mask started. So today, if you get one thing out of my message, it's, I want to leave the mask in the garden. I don't want to pick it up every day. I wear a lot of masks, and my mask is fear. Um, I'm going to tell a little story about myself and be open a little bit. Um, Seven months ago, um, I lived with Stephen Cynthia Mattis, and I was upstairs, and I was painting a bedroom for him, and I was moving a bed, and this bed broke, broke completely. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get kicked out of this house. I mean, I was, I was shaking. I, I don't like breaking things. Um, and I broke it, and I tried to put it back together. And I was like, how can I hide this? All of a sudden, my human nature comes out. I'm going to hide it. Maybe I can buy a new bed. Oh, this bed's like, bed's like 80 years old. I'm never going to find this bed again. And I was shaking. And Steve calls me down for dinner, and I'm like, I'm not going tonight. In my head, I'm like, I don't know why I'm so scared to tell them about a bed. And... I should have known the, the Holy Spirit was pushing something, pushing on something in my heart. And I go downstairs, and we started eating, and I'm quiet, just silent. I don't know if they remember. I was just just eating, and all of a sudden I was like, I got something to tell you. Like, I was like, I got something to tell you guys. And Cynthia's like, what is it? Like, she thought, she like feel the fear on me. She's like, what is it? I was like, I broke the bed. And, and I looked down. I looked down, because I, I mean, I was ready for my punishment. And this is what the Lord, the Lord was working on something with me. And and I told them, and like, what bed? And I told them, and they're like, oh, that old thing? Like, we can fix that. It's no big deal. Don't worry about anything. I'm still kind of shaking. And, and so that's how the night began. And the Holy Spirit started pushing on something. And I threw on my mask because I didn't want to face what the Holy Spirit was pushing on. I was scared that if I kept the mask off, I was going to have to deal with something. And I did not want to deal with what he was pushing on. So I pushed it. Push it under, put the mask on, said, I'm fine. Holy Spirit, I don't need to deal with it. Came into work the next day, um, staff meeting. And we're having staff meetings. Staff meetings are a lot of fun. You should come to one. Everybody should come to one staff meeting and see. Um, They're a lot of fun. And and Michael was talking about something, and I get defensive. And I look at Michael, and I said, no, that's not how it's... And I'm not a defensive person. I was like, Michael, that's not how it's going to happen. And... Michael did well in the beginning. Um, he, he, he gave me some grace, and all of a sudden I started being saying small remarks like, well, those are my kids, and that's my youth room, and this is my church, and it was me, 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 me. And how quickly we put the mask on, it becomes about us and not about God. And if I would have known my trigger back then, I wouldn't have had that problem, but all of a sudden, everything became about me, and people were hurting me, and it wasn't about what God wanted to do. And so Michael fired back. Michael put on a mask as well. Um, he told me I could say that. And, and 30 minutes later, I go into Michael's office, and well, as soon as staffing was over, I went to my office, and I was like, who was that person? I don't know that person. And I was, I was getting real upset with myself, and Holy Spirit right away is like, hey, you need to go apologize to Michael. I said, oh, man, I don't want to. Um, I, I still had the mask on, so... If you could picture it, I walk into Michael's office, and as soon as I walk through the doors, I kind of go like this, and I'm just, I'm all open. I'm as vulnerable as it can get, and I look at Michael, and he's like, what's going on? And I started crying. I was like, I don't know what's going on, and I bawled for 30 minutes with Michael. I'm not a crier. Um, and I started crying, and Michael started tearing up, and we were able to quickly get to the root of where my mask came from. And since then... I don't think we've had a staff meeting like that. Um, doesn't mean the temptation doesn't come where the enemy's like, here, here's your mask, throw it on real quick. That temptation comes all the time. But I'm getting better at leaving it in the garden. And that's what we're going to do today. Um, I have three incredible interns. Um, I started an internship program six months ago um, for the high school. And what that means is for five months... Um, they get to spend an extra hour a week with me and we just they get to see how I lead. They get to ask questions. I get to throw things at them like, hey, what if I was a youth and I came in and said I was struggling with suicidal thoughts? What if I came in and said I was struggling with pornography? How would you handle it? What would you say? And we work through that. We talk about how to ask deep questions. We talk about being silent and actually people will tell you the issue and people will tell you the answer if you listen long enough. And so these three have been exceptional. I took 10 interns. Of these three... Um, really stepped out in who they are, and they have grown these last five months. They live it at their schools. They live it at home. Are they perfect? No. None of us are. None of us are perfect, but these three really showed up and put in the work, and so um, they kind of won an award. Um, I'm not all about award systems, but what I am about is seeing growth and honoring that. And so these three, actually, because of all their hard work, they are going on the mission trip for free this year. Um, They're going to New York City, and they will be leading a night in New York City, and they get to talk in youth group, and they're talking up here with me today. So would you guys give these three a round of applause as they come up? (laughs) Who's going first? (laughs) You got it.
1: Awesome. Um, This is a lot scarier than I thought it was going to be. Um. Just a little disclaimer. I'm not very good at speaking in public. Um. I'm gonna stutter. I'm gonna say um a lot. Um. Just try to bear with me. Um. <laughs> thank you. So when Matt first asked me to talk about my mask, I knew immediately what I was gonna say. Um. My friends know about this. People I work with at Power Camp know this. Um. My mask is. I put it on when I'm angry. Um. I really, I try to live my life to where I don't want to be remembered as the man who just got angry at every little thing that happened. I kind of wanted it to be remembered as who could take the hits and still move forward. But in that, wearing that mask all the time, um, I guess people sort of just looked at it and said, hey, he can take the hits, so let's give him more hits. Let's see how much it takes to break this kid down. Thankfully, I thank God every day for this, for my lovely friends, for this youth group, for Matt, for everyone who's influenced me here. Um, I've learned to start taking the mask off and leaving it in the garden, just getting rid of it. And I haven't fully left it yet because I still worry about getting angry on people. But I have been working on it a lot, and I'm really thankful for that. Thank you.
2: Hi, I'm Noelle, again, wow, there's a lot of people out there. Um, the mask that I put on is I act like everything's okay when I'm really breaking down inside. Um, I am the oldest in my family, and I feel like with being the oldest, there's a lot of responsibility in that. Um, we, me being a kid, we went through a lot growing up, um, through a lot of hard stuff. And everyone always told me, oh, you're so strong. Like, just, just keep sticking through it. You'll be fine. You'll be okay. Just be strong. Be strong. And so I always felt like I could never show what I was feeling. I could never be sad or be angry or upset or be scared because it would make my younger siblings be scared or upset. Um, so growing up with that mentality, thinking that way, I never showed people what I was feeling inside because I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want people to see me as being weak because I was always told to be strong. And so as I'm getting older, I'm learning that that's not the way to live. You have to take that mask off. It's okay to not be okay. And that's a kind of hard lesson to learn. And, but I'm, I'm working through it and God's helping me.
3: Hi, I'm Hannah Grace. Um, So mine's kind of similar to what Noelle was saying, how um, when she's got something hard going on, she kind of, like, makes herself seem stronger. Mine is kind of I convince myself that I've already got it handled. Um, And so then after, like, a few months of just a ton of, like, stressful stuff being put on me, and I'm like, no, I've got this then I just like break down and I look back and I'm like, you know, in hindsight, I was really not okay this whole time. Um, And so, like she was saying, um, kind of with time and experiences and stuff, I've um, learned to like recognize in the moment um, when I'm not okay and when I need God to just navigate me through that because I can't do it on my own, so.
0: Thank you guys so much for your courage um, to come up here. Weren't they great? Can we hear it one more time for them? Uh, sometimes it's, it's hard for us as adults to take off our masks. And so I to ask 15 and 16 year olds to already identify them, uh, they've got a good jump start on me at least. Um, they've already got a really good jump start, so I'm really, really proud of those three. Um, if you guys are note takers, Here's the time to start taking notes if you want to. Um, my mom would always quiz me when I came up from church. What'd you learn? Um, so she knew. And so today, Mom, I know you're watching. I, uh, I took my notes and I'm ready. Um, so the masks that we wear. Why do we wear masks? To deceive. One of the reasons why we put on a mask is because we want to deceive. And it might not even come out of a place that like we're bad intentions it's just we don't want people to see who we really are so we're going to deceive them and we're going to make ourselves look a little bit better than we actually are and by doing that we're not being original i mean i could easily stand up here and not be vulnerable and deceive you all and act like i am perfect but i don't believe there's a perfect pastor i believe there are a lot of broken pastors i believe there are a lot of unqualified pastors and i'm one of them because god qualifies me and that's all that matters When I can take off the mask and be like, hey, I'm unqualified and I'm okay with it. So, one of the ways is to deceive. Um, The biggest one for me, and at the root of all of it, is fear. Because of fear, the very first mask was thrown on because Adam and Eve were scared of God. He was going to find them out. The enemy threw over this mask, and all of a sudden, here was fear. You guys don't have to raise your hands, but I'm sure most of us, our mask is fear. What are people going to think about me? What if I take a lead at church? What if I want to change something at church? Everybody, Everybody's going to probably get on my case. You know, there, There's a fear that we live under, and there's a fear that we put on our face. And so we don't do those things. There's some Sundays where I'll be sitting up here, and I'm like, man, the Holy Spirit wants to do something, but I'm too scared to go and tell Steve. I throw on that mask of humanity. I took it back from the garden. I'm like, man, my voice isn't really that strong. And the Lord whispers. He's like, hey, stop living out of fear. Take off the mask. The next reason we wear masks is to look like someone else. Um... I'm sure we all have people in our life we want to imitate and emulate, imitate, one of those two. Um, and I have a lot of those people in my life that I want to be like. But for a long time, I wanted to be them. Um, when I was in ministry school, there was one pastor. His name was Banning Leepshire, and I just wanted to be Banning. People used to say, Matt, who do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, I just want to be Banning. I said, he's so cool. The anointing he carries, he can yell at people, like yell out in the crowd, and he doesn't get scared. I don't think I could ever raise my voice really in church. It just my mom told me not to. So I think for me, um, but I still wanted to be him. Um, and then one day, uh, he was speaking on stage, and he was wearing a, a pair of uh, Jordan shoes, a really nice pair of Nikes. And I was like, man, he's, he's so cool. I want to be him. And uh, three days later, this was a God thing, I know it was, three days later someone in school came up and gave me a box of brand new Nike Jordans. He didn't know. Nobody knew that I was talking to God that day. And he said, Matt, God told me to buy these shoes. I don't know why. But he did say, he said, Matt, be the first you and don't ever be anyone else. And so I almost wore those shoes today. Um, I, was, I was living under fear of what everybody would think because they're bright and they're orange and they're... they're they're a little much for Myrtle Grove right now. Um, but we're going to get there where I can wear those shoes. Um, and, and in that moment when he gave me those box of shoes, I quickly found out I can't wear Banning's mask. I can't wear his face because he carries a different anointing than I do. I could copy his message word for word, and it's not going to leave the same exact impact as it does for him because he has a different anointing than I do, and he could never be me. Banning will never walk in my anointing, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So the w- another reason we put on a mask is to look like someone else. Uh, this is one that I see maybe being um, working with youth a lot is a mask that people put on us, expectations that people put on our lives. I sit after tons of meetings, after youth group, um, and kids come in and uh, they come in with a mask on at first. They come in and I'm like, "Hey, how's your week?" and they're like, "Oh, everything's great, Matt. Everything's great." And I'm like, "No, it's not." And I give them permission to take the mask off and be real. And to be honest with you, sometimes what real really looks like in my office is, hey, guess what, you can say three curse words if that's really how you feel. Because I'd rather have real, unmasked people than masked people that say everything's fine. Because when we keep the mask on, no freedom comes. The Lord needs us to become unmasked to get our freedom. And kids are getting freedom. They're able to say a couple words because that's how they feel, and I'm like, hey, that's okay. Okay. Because all of a sudden, if a kid trusts you, he's going to trust what you say. If he trusts what you say, he's going to trust the one you believe in, and then he's going to change. I don't need kids to come in my youth group and be changed right away. I need them to see that there's something better, and there's a vision and a life worth living a little bit more. And if it takes the process of them saying a couple words and being real, that's okay with me. Because their whole life they said, hey, you didn't make the grade, you're not getting age, you're not being good enough, hey, you're not your older brother, put on the mask of your older brother because he's succeeding. Sometimes, in life, we put on other people's masks and I see that a lot. I'm sure people put masks on you guys. Growing up, if you think back, people would say, hey, you're not making the cut. You're not making the grade. You're never going to make it. Try to be more like this person. This is probably the, the root of my whole message if you don't remember anything else. Um, masks are all about identity. Once we truly believe in the, the first face that God gave us and we walk out of that, we're going to have a beautiful life. We're going to walk in authority. We're going to walk in who God called us to be. But every single time we pick up the counterfeit, it looks a little bit like us, but isn't. All of a sudden, we're walking around like a big shot. Like we have it all together. Like nothing can touch me. Like all the, the, these three just said, I had to seem strong, so nobody thought I was weak. You know, sometimes what we see is weakness. God sees as wisdom. You can write that one down. Sometimes what we see as weakness, God sees as wisdom. And I'll, 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 let, I'll be vulnerable for a second. There are times in my life, um, in high school I struggled, struggled with pornography. In high school I had a problem. God broke me of that problem. And I have accountability partners and things are great. And I've been 100% clean for three years, haven't looked at a thing. But you know what? Sometimes there are nights that I know myself well enough where I leave my cell phone and I leave my computer in my office. And people have come up to me like, hey, you're not really free, that's weakness. And I was like, no, I think that's wisdom, I know myself. I know what a hard day looks like. I know when the enemy is really throwing darts at me, and I know when I'm at my weakest. And if I know when I'm at my weakest, the enemy knows when I'm at my weakest. So sometimes, weakness is actually wisdom. I wasn't going to share that, so that's for somebody in here, so if that's you. Lastly, on why we wear masks. Because we are human, our humanity gets in the way. In the garden, humanity took over. We are humans. We are going to put on masks. I, we're never going to be a perfect church. I don't want to be known as that perfect church down the road. I don't do anything wrong. I want to be known as the church that goes out and tells people, guess what, we did something wrong, but he did something right and took it all the way. That's the kind of church we need to be. That's the kind of church I'm going after. That's the church why I came here, is to see what God could do. We're human. It's okay. Now we can turn to the Bible. If you guys have your finger in Matthew 16, one of my favorite people in the Bible is Peter. Um, Peter reminds me of myself. He said a lot of great things and a lot of stupid things. He um, had faith to get out of a boat. He rebuked Jesus. He, as we're going to see in a second, he was called the Rock. He denied Jesus three times. Um, Peter's like all of us in a lot of ways, so I, like, I want to speak from him. So if you will turn to Matthew 16. We're going to start in verse 16, so 16, 16. It's right after Jesus asked, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, But by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Peter was called the rock. We walk in greater authority when we choose to live an unmasked life. I I believe that Jesus did everything on purpose. I believe he did everything on purpose. In five verses, here in a second, we're going to see quickly, he went from rock to Satan, but he was still the rock. He was first the rock, that was his identity. And when we choose to live out of our identity and live an unmasked life, we walk in a greater authority. In verse 18 it says, I tell you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. There's an authority that goes with that verse when he says the gates of Hades will not overcome you. There's an authority. So if you're going through anything in your life, your wife's sick, your family's going downhill, you're struggling with pornography, you're about to lose your job, the gates of Hades cannot prevail you because you've already been called the rock. The Holy Spirit already lives in you. He already did the work when we live an unmasked lifestyle, where we're not scared about what everybody else thinks about us, when we don't live in fear of what um, other people are saying about us, we walk in a greater authority where we just get to be the rock. Peter didn't have to do one thing. He just had to be the rock. We're talking about community in this series, talking about community in small groups, doing life together. To do life together, we've got to take the mask off. Because if we don't, I'm going to go to a small group and I'm never going to know who you are. We, uh, myself and Brittany, um, Brittany Conrad, are you in here? There you are. Um, We get to lead a small group together. And it's so much fun every Wednesday night to be able to go and to lead with her and to see my leader, Michael, sit there and learn from us. And one of the things that's great is I think it was the second month we decided to send everybody home with homework, um, husbands and wives. And we said, go home and ask your wife these questions wives go home and ask your husband's questions take off the mask for 15 minutes and see what happens I was like in the next week I want to hear if you guys got in a fight I want to hear what happened because we're so scared of fights But fights sometimes they bring wholeness they take off the mask for sure because all of a sudden we're on mask and we're just kind of going crazy sometimes but at least it gets out what we're actually feeling and in our small group, we have seen people come together in just a short couple of months that we've had and become vulnerable and become real and talk about anxieties they've had their whole life that nobody ever knew about. So much freedom happens when we take off the mask. The person behind the mask must trust what God has said about their identity before they ever see it themselves. I want everyone in here to think back for a second of one thing that God has told you about yourself and your life. One thing. Okay. And if that, and that, and we can grab that one thing, and have you seen it come to pass yet? For me, uh, I was 13 years old. Uh, most of you guys know my story. Moving around a lot, didn't have a dad. He chased us down, all that, all that kind of stuff. At 13 years old, the Lord said, "Hey, you're going to speak to 5,000 people someday. You're going to preach." and I said, "No, I'm not. That's not going to happen." Um, as the years went on, and sometimes things got worse, and then things got better, and then I went away to college and lost my vision for a little bit. I was always still Matt George at 13 years old when God said, hey, you're going to speak to 5,000 people. And there were days I put on the mask in college. There's been days here where I put on the mask. Right now, I feel pretty unmasked. But at at lunch, I'm going to get tempted to throw on a mask. Because you know what? I I fully believe, because I have a lot of confidence I believe people are going to say, hey, Matt, you did a good job. And very quickly, I can put on the mask and be like, yeah, I know I did. I did really, really great. And I become arrogant really fast. Arrogance is a mask. Humility is living unmasked. And so growing up, if you would see my life, you probably would have agreed with myself, there's no way he's ever going to speak to that many people. Well, listen, i got 320 today, so I'm on my way. Okay, <laughs> I'm on my way. So, the person behind the mask must trust what God has said about their identity before they ever see it themselves. Jesus called Peter the rock long before he ever acted like the rock. Jesus called Matt the pastor before Matt was ever on a stage. Jesus called Matt the pastor when he was failing Bible Bible class. Jesus called Matt the pastor when he didn't have any money when he had 97 cents in his bank account one morning. I remember looking at that and I showed my best friend. I was like, hey, one day there's going to be like thousands of dollars in here. He's like, amen. Jesus still called me the pastor when maybe no one else saw it or maybe I lost that vision or when I put up the mask and being like, God, I'm not the rock. And he said, yes, you are. Peter puts on the mask. We see this. Let's jump down to verse 22 in your Bibles. Matthew 16, verse 22. So five verses later, I don't know the time period, but it's probably not a super long time. And Jesus has just told the disciples that he's getting ready to go to Jerusalem, that he's going he's gonna to have to be put to death. And Peter's angry. Peter took him Jesus aside. Man, that's, that's pretty gutsy. I, I feel like he's like grabbing Jesus. He, he pulls Jesus aside, began to rebuke him. I've never rebuked anyone, so to rebuke Jesus, that's a big deal. Um, he rebuked him. Never, Lord. Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Get behind me, Satan. Was Peter still the rock? I believe so. I believe Peter put on his counterfeit because he was scared. Like we talked today, a lot of masks are fear. They could be anxiety. But a lot of times people put them up because they're scared. One, they're scared. All of a sudden, oh man, everybody's going to see everything that's actually inside me. I'm going to have to be real for a second. So they keep their mask on for years. There could be someone here who's never took their mask off. Guess what? Today we're going to leave it in the garden. I hope you came expecting because the Lord is going to do something. So Peter's scared. Peter has his masks on. And he said, Jesus, there's no way this is going to happen it's easy to become a stumbling block to ourselves and to others when we choose to put on the mask. You, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it, but there are days I'm a stumbling block for Michael. Michael's casting this beautiful vision for life and for youth group and for where he sees God taking us, and all of a sudden I'm like, Michael, no, calm down. You can't do that. I'm going to pull you back. It kind of sounds a little bit like Peter and Jesus. Because Jesus is saying, I'm going to go to make it better for you even though you don't see it. And Michael's like, hey, I'm going to do this. It's going to be a little bit better. And I'm like, I don't see it, so I'm going to become a stumbling block for you. We become stumbling blocks very easy to ourselves and to others when we don't get the whole picture. It doesn't say anywhere that Peter set aside and was like, okay, God, I want want you to teach me more about this so that I can understand it. We don't see that about Peter. We see him reacting really quickly because he's scared. That something really important to him is going to be taken away. I could go more on that, but I'm not going to. Um, we, pe- we tend to put on the mask when the things we care about the most are threatened. Um, that's not for me. That's actually for my girlfriend. She didn't know I stole it. Um, she said it the other night in um, a worship night. She said, a lot of times my anxiety comes when the things that I care about the most are being threatened, that so they could be taken away, that I could lose them. That's all Peter was doing. All of a sudden, I've heard pastors go on rants about Peter. That Oh my goodness, he was going to try to mess Jesus' plan up. Peter was a human being who was scared and threw on a mask because the most important thing in his life, the biggest thing that he held on that pedestal was about to be taken away and he didn't want it. He didn't want it being taken away. So he threw on a mask and he became a stumbling block. Church, I want to be able to take off the mask so that I'm not a stumbling block to you. And I would pray that today, as as we look into this, the mask a little more, that we would take off our masks. We're not a stumbling block for what God wants to do here. Because if we can't take the masks off here, we're going to wear them everywhere else out there. We're going to wear them in the grocery line. I'm going to wear them when I'm buying another pair of shoes. I'm going to be very masked because I haven't figured out how to do it in this safe place. This is the safest place you're ever going to be. And if it's not, if you say, no, that's not true, then we have a problem if the church isn't safe. I hope I didn't step on anybody's toes. But I want the church to be a safe place. Peter was so scared that Jesus is going to be taken away from me, the only stability I've ever had in my life. I'm going to have to be a fisherman again. I'm going to have to go back and live with my dad and my parents and be a fisherman again. And all of a sudden he's like, he didn't even know he was the rock. He said, I am scared, and so I'm going to try to stop Jesus from what he is doing, even though what he's about to do is going to set me free and really place more identity in my life. We rob ourselves of breakthrough in freedom when we deviate from God's original plan. We rob ourselves of breakthrough in freedom when we deviate from God's original plan. When I'm I'm sitting in my office and I'm listening to um, three of my high school leaders um, when they're casting vision about having 150 kids or having this or that or a new speaker system or all this kind of stuff, it's very easy for me to pull them back and be like, hey, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. It's not going to happen yet. Or even with uh, Tommy, Thomas, and Austin, um, three incredible leaders here at the church that I would not be able to do um, high school and middle school without them. And they'll have an idea about a Friday night uh, worship service, and I can easily pull them back and be like, no, 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 not yet. God's not on that yet. How do I know God's not on that? Because he didn't reveal it to me. So I step back and I I take off the mask and I find out that I'm quickly being like Peter because I don't have the revelation. Jesus had the revelation that was going to set them free so Jesus was going for it and he wasn't going to let anything stop him even though Peter tried because Peter didn't get the revelation. Peter got the revelation that Jesus was the Messiah but that wasn't enough for him because he had a picture of what he wanted the Messiah to look like. So this is probably the funnest part, I think. Um, I hope, like I said, I hope I didn't step on anybody's toes. I, I listen to a lot of preachers where they tear the people down and they build them back up. And it works great for them. I don't think I can do that. Because um, if I don't get you built back up, and I might not have a job in the morning. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a really good job of building you back up. Um, taking off the mask. This is, the thing is, is, this mask issue, this issue has been around since the garden, like I said. We all have one. I just want to get really good at being able to take it off before all of a sudden I can't do community really well. You know, I've, I've walked around this church now for a year and a half. I'm going to be honest, I've seen a lot of masks. I've seen a lot of masks step into my office, and, um, and I don't feel like I have the authority yet to be like, hey, step back outside, take the mask off, and then come back in. Because I want to do life really, really well. I want, to, I want to be known as a church that, I said it a couple of weeks ago, I want, be, I want to be known as a church that's known for what we're for, and not what we're against. I want you to come in and tell me about all the things you're for, not bash me about all the things that you're against and that you don't like about what I'm doing. Tell me what you do like, then take off the mask. And with that, I'm going to trust you to be able to give me wisdom, to be like, hey, maybe you can work on this a little bit more. Let's take off the mask as a church so that we can actually be an influence and make disciples like God intended us for us to do. Taking Taking off the mask starts when I humble myself before the Lord and trust that he knows what he was doing. Peter took no time at least it doesn't say it in the Bible, where Jesus said, I'm going away to Jerusalem, Peter, knowing he's the rock, could have pulled off some time and been like, okay, God, I do not agree with Jesus right now. What's going on? Please make it known to me what's going on. Um, Steve, Michael, Jim, we don't understand what's going on with the church. I'm going to step on a toe. Instead of sending an email and standing behind your mask and being scared to do a relationship really, really well because you value the relationship, come to the office and talk to him. Come in with a heart that says, hey, I love you. I don't understand what you're doing. I'm going to be vulnerable. i not vulnerable. I'm going to be real. I get my hair cut by Dean. Where's Dean at? Dean. I love this man. Um, Dean, nobody would know this. The summer I was here, I was here for three months, and I maybe had two discussions with Dean the whole summer. Dean believed in me enough and gave me $1,200 for my schooling. I never even knew who I was. Gave me 12 checks, and he sent me home with him, and he said, hey, every month cash this check. The check will be good on this day. Didn't even know who I was. He believed in me, and I believe in Dean. And I believe what he is doing. And so from my heart, hear my heart, stop sending Dean emails that you don't agree with worship. Have a conversation. Take off the mask. That was not meant to be hurtful. That cl- Those claps, I, those were not meant to hurt you even more. This is not me throwing arrows at you. This is saying, hey, let's do community and come and be like, hey, Dean, I do not understand why this is going on. That's all it takes. Because community and relationship is more important to me than whatever song we sing. I can, we can sing a, a hymn every single week. I'm okay with that. I want to do relationship better than what songs we sing. And it looks like going having a face-to-face, like, hey, I love you, don't understand, and when you play this song, it actually hurts my heart a little bit. I will take that a lot better than getting an email. Or, hey, Matt, I don't understand why this is happening in the youth group, and I get, I get an email, I'm like, hey, come talk to me about it. Let's have community, because I guarantee if you sit down on my couch and we can talk, I'm going to trust you a lot more, and I'm not going to be like this and scared of you. And when I see you in the hall, I'm going to walk right by you, because I'm scared, because I'm going to throw on my mask, because I saw yours on first. So please do not take this as a personal attack. I don't care what songs we sing. I care about him. I care about my team. I care about people. And I care about hearts. I care less about the music. God's going to show up no matter what song we sing if we do life well. Okay? Man, I must feel at home if I'm talking like that, because I'll talk that way with my family. Man, um... Sorry, Mom. Um, this, is, this is a big one for me about taking off the mask. We have to become an expert on ourselves. Knowing your triggers, triggers will keep you from putting on the mask. Uh, last Sunday night, my girlfriend and I got to talk to the youth group about um, relationships, how to do them well, how to pray for your spouse. My mom made me pray, not made me, but every night when I was from ages six to now, she's like, hey, don't forget to pray for your wife wherever she is. I did that my whole life. I prayed for. And so we talked to the youth and we said, Become an expert on yourself those years when you're not dating. I believe that's true in every season of our life. We have to become an expert on who we are. Because if I'm an expert on who I am, I know the triggers before I put on this mask. I know, oh man, what that person just said, that hurt me. And I have a choice. My trigger is that person hurt me and now I can throw on the mask and be fake and walk away from it and say, No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then another thing gets added on, another thing, and all of a sudden I leave a church. Do you know how many churches we have in Wilmington? Too many. Because people got upset and they left. I'm not saying everyone. There's different reasons why people leave and I'm sure a lot of great people went up and had a conversation and things didn't change. But for me, I want to see that. I want to say, hey, I don't understand what's going on. I want to have a conversation before somebody gets up and leaves. The, the three boys I was talking about, Tommy, Thomas and Austin, they do a worship night on um, Sunday nights. It's really great. Everyone should come. Um, and they want it on Friday nights. And they've been telling me, Matt, we want it on Friday nights, we want it on Friday nights. And I keep saying, no, 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 no. Um, and I let them into my way of thinking a little bit. And I said, two weeks ago, I said, hey, I don't want to hear any more about Friday nights just yet. I said, I've been telling you no to see how you're responding. Now, I don't think that's trickery. I think that's looking for a heart who will be like, hey, you're saying no, but I'm still going to follow you. Because so often, we don't get things our way, and we leave. Or we say, we'll just do it a different night, and we don't need to let Matt know. You know what? They responded so well, and they're like, hey, thank you. Because all I want to do is see a heart. I don't want to see the mask. And when you tell somebody no, they have a choice to put on a mask, or be like, okay, I don't understand why, Matt, but I'm still going to follow you because I trust your heart. We've got to trust Steve, Jim, and Michael, and Dean. We have to. They are leading us right now. I trust them. I moved here for those three because I trust them enough to move across the country because I believe in their vision. I believe that they actually really do want community and they want to see Wilmington changed. and they don't want churches to just keep popping up because people are upset. They want to have the conversations with you that say, hey, I don't understand what you're doing, but I'll follow you. That's humility. That's coming into a meeting being like, hey, I'm upset, but I still love you and I just want to hear your heart. It's about heart for me, nothing else. We have to deny ourselves. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. I changed it a little bit. I said, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, take off his mask and follow me. It's hard to deny ourselves. Whether you're 10 years old, 12 years old or 85 years old, nobody likes to deny themselves. I hate it. I'm not very good at it. I'm not very good at it. In relationship is when it really starts coming out. Catherine and I will be talking about something and all, all of a sudden I'll put on this, this mask because all of a sudden I don't want to deal with something because I'm scared. I'm scared that maybe I'm not going to be good enough so she'll just leave and find somebody else who's better. So all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, you're right, you're right. I'll throw up this huge wall and be like, we don't even need to talk about it, you're right all the time. That's still a mask. That's just being passive-aggressive. So we have to deny ourselves. We have to take off our mask if we really want to see this church be what I hear it wants to be. And I actually believe you guys when you say, we want our church to be great. Great. Greatness looks like sometimes becoming broken and taking off the mask and be like, hey, I'm hurting when you're speaking because I don't understand what you're saying, Steve. Michael, I do not understand your vision. It scares me. I don't want it. Hey, that's okay that you have those feelings. That's totally okay. But what would it look like to have a conversation with one of them about it? or with myself when we take off the mask as a church. I hope nobody feels like this is a big spanking, because I got really spanked by the Lord. That's why I'm talking about it. So, please, I I did. This is the last thing for me. This is my one thing. Community happens when I take off the mask and I leave it in the garden. That's quotable, tweetable, put it on Instagram. That's That's the one thing that I worked on all week. Everything else, the Lord just kind of... Kind of gave me. Community happens when I take off the mask and I leave it in the garden because we inherited the mask. It's still going to be there. Steve joked around, where do people keep their masks? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, maybe in their sock drawer. Maybe they keep it in the closet. Maybe they keep it in their car. Maybe ladies keep it in their purse. I don't know where you keep it, but you have one. And church, I'm not asking you to be perfect because you know what? My mask is right here all day long and I know my triggers and I know when I throw it up, but I want to get really good at not, at not just putting out the fires and the messes that I make. When I put on the mask, I want to get really, really good at preventing myself putting on the mask. We run around trying to put out so many fires saying, oh my goodness, this fire and this fire, and we drive ourselves crazy when we just need to learn how to prevent them from even happening. All I want you to do is learn how to prevent, prevent yourself from putting this thing on. That's all I want. I'm going to give us one little uh, snapshot of Peter before we leave. And Matthew, if you want to turn there. Once again, I apologize if I stepped on toes, but I didn't call you Satan, so I'm not as bad as Jesus was. So so turn with me real quick to Matthew, chapter 26, verse 50. Jesus is getting arrested in the garden, he's already shackled up and Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, that, one of Jesus' Jesus' companions reached out for his sword, drew it, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Jesus said, Put your sword back. Jesus said to him, For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father and He will at once? Send forth twelve legions, of angels. That one person was Peter. I know you guys know that. Once again, the thing that was most important to Peter was being threatened. For some of us, maybe our jobs get threatened and we throw on the mask. Maybe in our relationship, um, we're in a fight with our wife and it'd be very easy just to throw on the mask and, and to be fake and be unreal. Maybe Maybe our church is in a transition period and we're trying to figure out what God is saying and And maybe it's easier to put on the mask or to trust that God actually knows what he's doing and there is something beautiful on the other side. There was something beautiful on the other side of the cross. All Peter saw was the cross and death, but there was something more beautiful on the other side. I don't know what's on the other side from Myrtle Grove, but I know we're not going to get there if we keep putting on masks and we're not being original and we're not doing life really well together. There are churches all over the U.S. where you can just go and be a number. I never want to be a number. I want to be in the fields plowing with our church. I want to take off the mask and look at my brother next to me when he's sweating and when he's tired and he's like, I don't know if I can keep going, and my mask is off. I'm like, yeah, we can, because Jesus called us the rock. He called us sons and daughters. Who has God called you to be? Live a life that's unmasked and leave the mask in the garden. Let everybody stand up with me just for a second. Like I said, I'm a high school pastor and I, I love asking the kids to do things with me. I almost do this every Sunday. have them stand up. So what we're going to do. I want everybody put their hands out like this. Put them kind of close together. And yeah, put, have them touching. And what we're going to do is I'm going to pray in a second. I'm going to give you um, some time to think about your mask. And then I'm going to start praying. And as I start praying, I just want you to open up your hand and just let it fall to the floor. Now, does that mean you're never going to pick it up again? No. We're going to pick it up again. We're human humanity is the mask sin is the mask we're going to pick it back up I don't want to be a perfect people I want to be a person who loves so with our hands held together I want you guys to think about your masks dear Heavenly Father I just thank you so much For the rich heritage of this church, for the roots that go deep, for the babies that are in the nursery, all the way up to 80, 90, 99, 100 year olds. You know what? We're all precious in His sight. There are no perfect people in here. We are all unqualified, but you qualify us. And Jesus, right now I ask as you have identified our masks. And you're saying, ear, I can already hear you, God, and you're saying, hey, it's okay. I already knew you had a mask when you came in today. I love you in spite of the mask. I ask that we wouldn't go home and beat ourselves up, being like, oh man, Matt really beat it to us. He, he revealed that we have a mask. No, it's okay. we don't have to be perfect but right now God as we open up our hands I just I do it as a declaration that we're going to start letting the masks fall and leaving them in the garden so you guys can do that on your own time right now if you guys want to open them up that's great but this is a sign to the Lord like hey we do want to see change we do want to live life in community we do want to be humble it's okay that maybe I disagree with something but there's a way to do it honorably so God right now I drop my mask in front of everyone and I say here I am unqualified sinner who was only up here because you believe in me and he believes in each person in here. There's no degree that got me up here. That's why I told the story I failed the class. But God passed the class. He made me enough and he made you enough. So Jesus, right now I pray over our mass that we would leave them down that we would become a people who would prevent ourselves from putting them back on because they're always going to be there staring ourselves in the face and they're going to be saying hey it'll be a little bit easier if you put me on right now you could hide behind this until your next blow up hide hide behind this be scared be scared of relationship oh relationship isn't that big a deal just leave just leave you can you can have it somewhere else just leave relationship isn't that big a deal no relationship is what it's all about because i guarantee you if you cannot do it here you will not do it outside of these walls right now, God, we lay down our masks, and I thank you so much for this church and for what they have given me. I thank you for Myrtle Grove, that its best years are still ahead of it, not behind it. If you believe that, come on. If you believe it, let me hear an amen. Our best years are in front of us, not behind us. Dear Jesus, we give this day to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Joseph has been working on a song. We're not dismissed just yet. Joseph has been working on this song. It's beautiful. Don't leave yet. Rejoice with us for this song, knowing that you left your mask. Dance, if you want. Get in the aisles and dance on your mask. I don't care. Because today we're leaving different than when we came. And if you believe that, let's go after it.
4: and i was stumbling in the darkness couldn't see my hand in front of me and i was standing up in this west when all was lost you came running nowhere to run nowhere to hide you sent the shadow scattering Went through the cloud of piercing light And then I saw you shine, shine, shine like the sun You're waking us to light, we've only begun Every fear, every doubt disappears when you shine on us Oh, when you shine, 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 shine like the stars You are the first love to open my heart and I know every dream comes alive when you shine on us. Oh, Sky. And then I thought, you shine, shine, shine like the sun, you're waking us to life. We've only begun, every fear, every doubt disappears when you shine on us. Oh, we we'll want to see you shine, shine, shine like the stars, you are the first. only begun every fear, every doubt disappears when you shine on us yes we want to see you shine 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 like the stars you are the first love to open my heart Shine, shine, shine like the stars. You are the first love to open my heart. And I know every dream comes alive when you shine on us. Yes, when you shine on us.
3: Lord Jesus, we praise you for today. Lord, we praise you for Matt's courage. We praise you for his authenticity. And Lord, we charge your people today as we go out of here, as we sit down for lunch, as we share our lives to take off our masks. Lord, bless us. And may we be a church who is known for that ruthless authenticity and then the great love of Jesus shining through it. Go today in peace. If you need special prayer, if you want to pray about a mask, there will be some people up here, the prayer team, to pray with you. What a beautiful Sunday. Matt, thank you. Blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen.